everybody. All right, here we go, guys. We finally got it up and running. Thanks to Mark. Appreciate your brother. All right. Well, now that we got a little bit of a late start, everybody, welcome to Tranquility Talks. I am subbing in for Grizzly tonight. I'll be your background guy as we let Chris take over and do his thing. And let's see what Chris has for us tonight, guys. Hello, everyone. Tonight, we're going to be talking about how to make peaceful contact with ETs. We got a little late start here, but the but the quality show is not going to be diminished. We're still going to pack a punch. And uh, it is true, you can make peaceful contact with ETs. I, of course, talk with my ET race the, um, constantly uh, throughout the day and even evenings. And uh, there is way to make peaceful contact. A lot of people use the CE5 uh, protocols. Um, some people even even go out, you know, ET uh, sky watching and different things, but you can make peaceful contact and you, even with your race, because everybody has a, some people have a certain race of ETs that they communicate with, but uh, if you don't have a race you're communicating with, you can still make peaceful contact. I will explain how. Um, for me, getting into the ET world, uh, extraterrestrials, I was, of course, I'm a UFO certified field investigator and abduction counselor. I'm also a paranormal investigator, psychic healer, influencer, and viewer. Um, but you can make peaceful contact with ETs because I've done this numerous times with, with, with the race I'm with. Of course, they contact me throughout the day. But what you do basically is um, if you want to make contact with your ETs, you just simply go outside. And um, for number one, you got to have a num number of things with you. You got to have a, a good belief system. You got to have a, a good heart for it. And, and of course, you have to believe. I'm just say, just admitting that they're real is, is the first step in making contact. And once you have, once you once you acknowledge that they are real and that they are out there, you, you can simply go out and, and ask for them to show themselves. You don't you don't have to be you know rough about it. Just say you like to make contact with the the ETs and they they will come. In fact, I I could go outside tonight and just look up in the sky and just ask for the my group of ETs the cetera um, race the cetera reticuli and just ask them to please you know. Give me a sign of your presence, and if and if I stare for even just a matter of say 20, 30 seconds, they will show themselves. And um, I, I could right now could, I, I could ask them a question, and they would somehow they would they would provide me with the information. Um, so making contact with ETs is a very very um, um, I, I don't want to use the term easy because not everybody's going to be able to make contact, but if you do it often enough, you will indeed have a have some kind of a notification or sign from them in the sky or even even in your location where you're at now, is there any questions in, in the chat before we get too um to it too involved and thank you uh tammy uh it is a uh rock and roll shirt and it's got kiss and uh, metallica and all the bands on it and i do want to say hi to my friend rachel who is uh, watching and um glad you're watching the show and uh yeah, um, I've been in contact with ETs. Uh, I was born um, uh, as, as a Z-Articula, a, a star seed, and I was placed here on Earth. <clears throat> and with that, uh, I was born here on Earth uh, from Z-Articula, my ET race. And I had many uh, uh, days where I would uh, have visions of being aboard craft. And come to find out those visions became reality that I was actually aboard craft. I've had numerous contacts. Uh, uh, I still make contact with my ET race on a daily basis in, in many cases. Um, yeah, everybody everybody likes the shirt. I'm glad you can buy this on, on Amazon. It is, it is available. It's 
about twenty thirty dollars um if anybody has any questions about uh reticuli my race or any race of ets just feel free to shoot them in the chat i'll answer them um i went through many many uh experiences with ets one of the recent ones i had was back in october when they took me aboard craft and uh, and they showed me their um their ship it, it was it was a pure pure white room and um it was um just a full it was, it was like the room was engulfed with love that that's basically what i could one thing i definitely want to say when for anybody who ever who's never been aboard a craft it's it's like you feel like you're engulfed with a with a room full of love and that, that's what i got out of it and any other time i've been on a craft it's been kind of similar that way um to make contact with ETs, a lot of people think you have to um, do like the CE5 protocols, or you have to you have to be a uh, like an abductee or something of that nature. You don't. If you go outside and just simply, like I stated, just just simply ask have have a belief system and ask ask them to please show themselves. If you, if you wait a few seconds, a few minutes or so, you will get some kind of a sign. But you have to have a good belief system. A lot of people who who think they can make contact or want to make contact don't really believe. They just hope. But if you really have it in your heart, you will get some kind of contact. It may take two or three tries or two or three days, but do it often enough, and they will—they do hear you, believe me. They, they have told me that we are all one nation under God. One of the conversations I had when I asked them, you know, why, why don't you show yourself to more humans or more people on earth? And they say they do, but we don't all pay attention. Now, they, they can come down and people misidentify what they think is not an ET or, or they think it's something else. That they don't really pay that much attention. But then, the, then those people that they do make actual contact with don't want contact. They end up running away or hiding or going in a different direction, like trying to avoid it. And the Zetoreticulites I'm in contact with are very, very peaceful. Um, Kathleen Martin, if you know her, she is very um, well. Um, she knows them very well, and so does uh, some other people in MUFON. And uh, <coughs> it is a very, um, um, very wonderful group of ETs. Um, some people refer to them more like a praying mantis. That's 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 the one I'm in contact with the most. Is uh, I don't know his actual name. He's never told me his name, um, and I've known him for years. I just don't know his actual name. Maybe I do know it when I'm aboard a craft. I just don't have a recollection of it when I come back here. But uh, they look like uh, praying mantises. Is the best way I can describe it. When I very first saw the ETs, I thought it was a um, like a large grasshopper, and then I was informed that it was a uh, praying a mantis. And then, of course, it made sense. Um, I've had so much contact since since then, since I first met them. Um, one thing I will say that um, a lot of people they get scared when they go to, when they see ETs come into their room or come into their environment. The first thing they do is they want to run, duck, and hide. But uh, there's nothing to be afraid of. I mean, all the experiencers that I've worked with, because I work with a lot of people in Mufon who have had abductions or encounters, it's all peaceful. I've never had one person tell me that they were hurt. Or harmed by anything ETs, because all the negativity that you see with ETs is all basically just, just people who are scared. Well, you have a right to be scared because when you, when you first have your experience, you think, "Oh, what's going on?" You know, I don't want this. And, and, I, and I used to hide from them at first too. When I, when I first started having contact, I, I would hide because I didn't, under the covers or, or around the bed because I, I didn't want to see them. I didn't know what, what was going on. But I was never harmed. And as I got older, I began to realize the peacefulness of it. And then one day I turned around and looked at them, and they were just sitting there smiling at me, and uh, and they were telling me what they wanted me to do. I didn't realize what they were telling me at first because it was all kind of like a blur noise. But as I got older, I began to realize, okay, 
they told me that my job was to heal and help other people here on earth. So once I um, was able to uh, understand what they wanted me to do, I began to make that my life purpose, to heal and help others. I, I couldn't do a lot of other things I wanted to do in life, and I, I would fail a lot. And I realized the failure was because I didn't understand my purpose from the ETs. They, they were holding me back from having what I, what I would consider like a great life because they wanted me to realize my purpose, which is why I was brought here on earth to heal and help others. Once I accepted that and understood that, I made a promise. I said, you let me have a, a life of all the things I want to do. And I promise you, I will I will make sure I, I help other people every day and put that job first. And as soon as I made that promise to them, I looked up in the sky and made that promise. The doors opened up. I was getting calls from the Travel Channel uh, to do paranormal shows. I joined a local group, became a professional photographer. I joined MUFON, uh, became an abduction counselor. Later, I became a uh, remote viewer. And um, which I was born psychic as well. I had that ability from the ETs, but I didn't understand that either at first. And then once I did, I learned that I was, um, I had the ability to heal and help others. And it has been a tremendous tool and helping people every day has been tremendous. And whenever I need to speak to my ETs, like I said, it's, I just simply just ask a question to them. And then at some point I will get a, information. It comes to me on my right side, it's like a download. It just clicks and when i say my right side it's because that seems to be where the most communication comes from it seems like it's right over here and then it just comes right right, in, right into it it just clicks and i get the information it's almost like just a words just pop in there there's even been times when i've been speaking uh like once just recently i did a, a true crimes uh, episode with the grizzly chris and uh, i said north i did not have north written on my paper my remote viewing sheets but i said north they, they gave me the word north and then everybody else in the room said north that had also had, was in the uh, group. But uh, any questions in the chat room or anything? Anybody want to ask a question? Are your experiences similar to the ones described by Dave Huggins? I'm not, for, I'm not familiar with Dave Huggins. Um, I probably recognize his face. Um, but uh, I uh, some of the experiences I've had, most of them, I have had uh, another individual. I forgot. Uh, so interesting, right? Okay, it says... Uh, so interesting, right? Mainly on the right side. Yeah, because the reason why they come on the right side is because of um, two reasons. Uh, number one, because the uh, that this what they've always done that since day one. And I think my right side is more dominant. Of course, your right side is your psychic side. Everybody has a left side and a right side brain. The left side is where you eat, think, walk, talk, and, and learn and, and speak. Your right side is the psychic side. That, that's the side where you have all your information. When I teach a when I, I teach psychic class three days a week, so when I teach a my class, I always teach my classmates that to, to think with your right side and not with your left side because you're going to get more information over here. And it and uh, I've never had one student uh, uh, actually fail my class. Everybody that is that has um, been in class. Okay, got a question here. It says if you have one question, please put them in the capitals to be easier to read. Okay. Yeah, so ask me anything you want, folks, and I'm free to answer. Um, even even a, a psychic question, I'll definitely get that answer out to you as well. Um, we got we we uh, love love to hear questions from the fans and audience members because it, it it helps me uh, understand what, what your questions are, what you might want wonder. Because one thing I will say about the ETs, a lot of people misunderstand that when people look at ETs and and their first thought is fear. Most of the ETs I've been in contact with look a lot more human than they do extraterrestrial. Because a lot of people misunderstand their eyes 
are not big black eyes. That those are sunglasses that the ETs use to block our sunlight, so, like a visor they use to block the sunlight because our light hurts them. And um, they have to have those on in order. That's why they come around more so at night because it's not the light sunlight's not as bright. So they come around at night, and then they and you might see the black eyes. That's like I say, it's to block their sunlight. But I've seen them without their without their big black eyes. I've seen the ones I've seen uh, during the day. They look like regular ETs, but at night they look just like human because they have their uh, uh, sun visors off, and they uh, they're just as plain as human. They have, like one of them that I've seen recently. She had long blonde hair, and when I say originally, I said praying mantis because they, that is their original form. But they could come around and look more just like human. And I've seen one I've seen recently was she had long blonde hair. And um, and she had a clothing on just like we do. And we um, she came into the, to, to one of the stores where I work. And, and her exact message to me, and I quote, this is exactly what she said to me. She goes, you're doing a good job. You will get rewarded for this. And the reason she came to me, because the night before I'd been ill. And um, I'd been ill the night before. And I wasn't, I wasn't getting any, any help from them. Well, I was, but I just, I was too ill to notice. And the next day I woke up completely healed from them. And I went to my day job that I still have a few sometimes. And she came in to thank me for all the hard work. Let me know that she, and said that you will get rewarded for this. And anybody who has ET contact uh, or even just does good things on earth, because that's what they want. ET's message to everybody here on earth. If you, if you can hear my, my speech, um, that what they want everybody on earth to do is number one, they want us to all, Get along as one cohesive unit. They want us all to stop the hate and the fighting, and they want us all to love each other. And when that, and when we all can get along and all all agree, you know, and help each other, then they will come down and make their presence felt to everybody. But right now, they can't come here on Earth because they're not being accepted. We will not accept them. We got guns. We got we got non-believers. We got fighting going on. It's not safe for them. It's not safe for us either, as far as that goes. But they, once everybody can coexist, then they will come and show the, reveal themselves to, to, to the world and to everybody. And, uh, so right. you, Sean is asking, uh, Christopher, is the Earth round or? So do you have any insight on that for us? Yes, I, I, can, I can explain that to you real, real easy. Imagine being aboard a craft and looking down at, at Earth. I, I can assure you, Earth is round and it does rotate. Um, now, I do what, I'm going to let out a few secrets about what a spacecraft is like. Now, nobody will probably believe this, but I kid you not. A spacecraft can look small when you see it in the sky. And e even if it lands, it looks small. Once you get in there, it is humongous. I mean, it, I mean it, imagine walking in, imagine looking at a at a, at a teeny tiny house and then opening that door and seeing this humongous mansion. I mean, I mean, the spaceship is humongous. It's, it's a lot bigger than what you see on the outside. The inside is huge. And they, they've got several uh, levels and floors. And, and, and how, how, how the craft is flown <clears throat> is all you have to do is put your hands on the walls like this. And then just in, in your mind, just envision like going forward or going back. It's all telepathic. You just put, Anything you want on the craft, but if you want food, drinks, uh, if, if you know if you need need, need to use a restroom or or you or, or, or you just want to talk to one of the other beings, you just do it all up here. You just think it. Anything you think, 
will happen. You, you can manifest anything you want when you're up there. Like if I wanted a bottle of soda, I would just envision it. And then there it is right in front of me. Well, if you want to fly a craft, you just put your hands on the walls like this, envision where you want to go and go there. Unfortunately, they will not let every everybody who comes aboard craft fly it because not everybody knows how to fly a craft properly. It may sound easy, but it is but they think it's more technical and they don't want, they won't even let me fly sometimes unless they're there to, to guide me. Okay, we have a question said, I heard aliens do not like dogs. Is that true? No, no, no. They like dogs. They, they <clears throat> when they come, believe it or not, when they come into your environment, a lot of times they will quiet your dogs by by kind of like giving them a sleep potion. Uh, they can also quiet your other loved ones in the room and kind of put them into like a, I don't want to say like a like a meditative kind of sleep state. And they do this because that way they can take us, um, right, they <laughs> Okay, they do this, that way they can take us up there peacefully without all, all the commotion. They don't want anybody getting worked up and start hollering, oh, they're here, they're here. So that, that's the reason why they quiet everybody else in the room, animals included. They take us where, or take us aboard a craft, and then they give us our, our mission or, or they whatever whatever it is we're doing up there on a craft. Because a lot of times they take people on a craft to heal them, like people who are completely ill, maybe broken bones, or, or maybe they have a bad spinal back or... Or whatever the health problem is, a lot of times they'll take these people aboard craft, us humans, heal us, and they bring us back. And and our loved ones don't even know we're gone. We 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 are the only ones that know we disappeared. That's why whenever you have an abduction, you never hear of anybody else saying, "Wait, uh, yeah, everybody witnessed it." It's always it's always only one person had the experience. Everybody else was either asleep, or their dogs were asleep. Nobody saw nothing. Like like if you read the abduction reports. It's always, well, my husband wouldn't wake up. I, I tried, but he wouldn't wake up. It's because they don't want him to see anything. It's, it's not, it doesn't concern him. I've heard before that spaceship looks small, but are large inside. It's it's hard to imagine, but cool. Or it's, it's once you get up there, it's all like, the everything is lit. Like every piece of, of, I don't want to use the term, like electronic device or furniture, everything is pure, pure fluorescent bright lit. I mean, like like any furniture would be like blue, but lit up. The walls are pure white. Um, <clears throat> um, everything it, it's 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 mad it's marvelous up there. I don't, I don't want to use the term magical, but it is. I mean, it's 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 amazing. And when you get up there, everything that you might might have been worried about back on Earth is gone. There is nothing to worry about. It, it, you're you're in like almost like a heaven state. Like the tar Tardis. I, I, yeah, I don't know what TARDIS means necessarily, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic up there. Um, and, and and a lot of people say that ETs don't have humor. Oh, they have humor. They they, they joke around up there too. I've had ETs uh, tell me jokes and stuff, or try to tell me jokes. Um, one one of the ETs tried to tell me a big uh, a big fancy joke that he had heard from somebody else on Earth, and I said I've already heard that one. He, oh. Um, if anybody wants to um, ask any psychic questions, maybe, uh, okay, I had a craft. Uh, scenes, Sean says I had a craft about 400 feet from me when I was 16. Oh, interesting. Um, let me see. I think you might have saw a, uh, uh, I, I, won't, I won't give out information like that here. Uh, I was with another friend. Okay, yeah, what you experienced, I believe, was, um, it wasn't the Saturday race. I think it was one of the Pleiades. That's what I'm envisioning or picking up on. 
there's numerous types of spacecrafts. Um, the Z reticulized, they're more of a saucer shape, but uh, some of the other uh, spaceships, some of them look like V shape, which which the V shaped crafts, um, from what I've been told, when you step aboard those crafts, um, pretty much all the furniture is it's bright lit, but it's black. They got all their furniture and all their stuff on the um, on the Pleiades crafts are all black. But then of course every spacecraft is different, pretty much. But a lot of what I've heard, uh, the Pleiades ships are uh, black. Is there a difference? Types of aliens, ETs, are some more humanoid than others. Others, oh, there's, there's over sixty-five races total. Um, Instead of reticulized, the Pleiades, the Greys, the Anunnaki's. Um, um, and here's the thing people misunderstand. They think that, that certain races are bad, certain races are good. No, no, no. Every race is good. However, just there, just like humans, there are some ETs, you know, that are bad. Not not a race, some just certain ones. Like, like there might be, like even the uh, Zeta Reticuli, there, there are some that are mischievous. Um you can't you can't help it just like humans there's there's bad humans there's good humans and same thing with ets and uh some of the ets you may not even realize they walk right here on earth like, like nobody would know just to look at me that i am a star seed nobody would know to look at other people that walk around there there's other people here in the united states that are star, star seeds similar similar to me um are the ant people we've heard about aliens uh yes but they're not um i'm not Okay, yeah, they are they are ETs, but they're not like, like what you would think of like a regular ET. They're more, they're very short and they're bald headed, and uh, we we normally call those. Um, okay, some of those are actually the Anunnaki's, but uh, there are a few others that are from another race. I don't, I, I can't speak on that right now because I don't have the information. But uh, <clears throat> one of the first experiences I had, I'll go ahead and tell the story for those who are listening and interested. I might have mentioned this on my first show, but I'll mention it again. My first experience was back in 2014. Well, I had it when I was a child because I, I was starseed. And my first actual memorable experience of seeing a spacecraft was 2014. I was looking up in the sky. And I, cause I, was, I was always looking for ETs, uh, spaceships constantly, even though I had experiences. But I would still look to see if I could see. And one night I was looking to the east not that what's that it was a ship that was had different lights flashing and i think they were letting me know they were there which understandable you know i thought what in the world and it vanished it didn't move it just vanished and uh that, that was one of the first uh, actual ships i've seen now you would think that being a star seed or being a a, a race of, of the end or not uh, of the uh, zed in particular that i would have um um more mem memories of spacecraft which i did but I'd never actually been on the ground and looked out and saw one. That was the first time I'd seen one. And of course, I didn't. Of course, a lot of people, when they have uh, experiences like that, they don't have time to think, oh, get my phone out or go tell so and so. They just, you're in shock for when you have your first experience. And uh, since then, um, since having that first sighting of a spacecraft, I've had, of course, I've seen numerous spacecraft since then. I say numerous. That was one of the first ones. I can't prove any of these spacecrafts I've seen since then. I have no proof of anything that I've experienced other than my word. But um, if anybody has any questions, uh, feel free to shoot them out. Uh, how do we find out? How do we find our ET race? Oh, simple. <clears throat> if you want to find out who your ET race is, um, all you have to do is simply look up into the uh, sky and uh, just have a, a good belief system and just ask them. Say, 
show yourself. Let me know who you are. It may take several tries. I can't promise it's going to work, but uh, I can promise one thing that if you try, they will hear. <coughs> um, Christopher, my daughter was abducted in 2018. All she remembers are two tall grays in her bedroom closet. Can you see or tell me anything about, about it? Yeah, give me a few seconds here to, to kind of switch gears. Yeah, they are, um, I'm getting, they're like a spirit guide to her. They're like a spirit guide to her because they're, like they're, they're, they're leaning down looking over her and they're protecting her. They're protecting her because, see if I can tap in here. It's, 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 it's like she needs protection in life. Like they're saving her from, um, from from anything that's going to happen in the future. Ethically knows something's going to happen, and so they're protecting her. That's why she that's why she um, sees them. And she, her she she had a she had an abduction in 2018, but she may have had a few more since then. But she doesn't remember. And they, they are watching over her and protecting her. And they, and they, and they're going to come around again. Uh, she they they may have been coming around since then. But she just doesn't remember. But but they do keep an eye on her. Now, and I can assure you, it's all peaceful. It's not nothing harmful. Okay, Tammy Johnson says I have to ask. Even though I'm probably driving everyone crazy with it, do you know what spirit or beings put a put puts a couple of braids in two of my four horses? It is their prior owner who has passed. Let's see. Puts a couple of braids in my two of my horses. Um, yeah, I want to say it, it's the uh, Pleiades. Um, they, they can be a little bit mischievous. Some of those can. I think they might have been the one braiding your horses. Um, oddly enough, this, this is the truth. A lot of ET experiences seem to happen more out in the country <laughs> with people who have farm animals, and which is the reason why we have a lot of cattle mutilation. Uh, just last year, I did a case, a uh, remote viewing case for Texas, for the Texas cattle mutilations, and I had to speak to the ETs, not my race, but to the other race, to find out why they were taking the cattle. And what I was told by the ETs themselves during my remote viewing session is, you have plenty of cattle, we're only taking what we need. And what they do is they take the cattle that they mutilate, they take the meat and they store it on the back side of the moon, that is their storing storage facility. They keep their supplies there on the other side of the moon. They keep their supplies there, and then they go and get it when they need it. Now, if you want to know a hint on how to how, how to witness that yourself, go get a long-range binoculars or or a long-range camera, point it at the moon, stare at it, take like maybe a hundred pictures one night, and then go take another hundred pictures the next night, and look at those pictures. I guarantee you, you will see shadows moving on the moon. You will see shadows moving around. That is them. Thank you, Barb. No problem. I'm glad to help. My goal on Earth is to help as many people as I can. And that's why I was put here, and I follow through with that. Okay, uh, thank you for all the great comments. <clears throat> A lot of people often ask, um, why do ET seem to abduct? seem to abduct more um, females than men. That's not 100% not true. A lot of men uh, have been just equally amount of guys get abducted as girls. Uh, 
a lot of, a lot of men don't discuss it. Even women don't like to discuss it. There's a lot of people in the last couple of years that have came out and, and been, been able to discuss their abductions or their experiences that they've kept hidden for so long um, because people are now uh, hearing about MUFON, hearing about all of this on the news, and so they're starting to come out with their stories. Uh, I, I heard a story, uh, not a story, it was actually a case I had a couple of years ago where a gentleman and his buddy were outside and uh, won't give out names or anything, but uh, they had lost nine hours of time due to uh, ET's uh, contact. They live out. They lived on a farm, and and they saw this humongous a black ship, which I would would say was a Pleiades ship, fly right over. Well, the ship only flew over for just a few seconds, but during those two seconds, they lost nine hours of missing time, and they had um, <coughs> started their uh, outdoor adventure. They were outside just horsing around at 9:30 at night. Mom and Dad was in bed sleeping, yeah, and then they saw that ship, and it was 5:30 in the morning. They lost that that much missing time. Now, what happened during that eight to nine hours of time? Um, my guess is that they were um, the ETs were coming around looking at their cattle. They they didn't get abducted. If they did, I would have picked up on that. But they were looking at the cattle, looking for uh, cattle to take, and they didn't find any. But they had that nine hours of missing time. Oh, Tammy says, "Bob, thank you. I live in San Antonio, actually in the city, but enough land for horses." Thank you, Tammy. So what is it like being born being born as a star seed? I'll go ahead and uh, talk about that for a little bit. Um, as, how we are brought here on Earth, and this is this is I, w- I was going to save this for another show, so I'll just kind of tap on this a little bit. Um, what happens is you're placed, your consciousness is placed in a hol- holder. Okay, a lot of conscious, everybody's placed in a holder. It's your conscience, not your body, but your your mind, your conscience, like a soul. And and then and then you have a choice of, be, of coming back as a, a human. Or as an ET, or basically anything you want to come back as, you could be a horse, a fish, a bird, or ET, or human. And then once you make your decision, let's say you want to come back as a human, or whatever you want to come back in, your conscience is later on placed in a black box, and then dropped. Now it's already been predetermined where you're going to go, but you're in a box, and they drop it. That's your conscience. Once that box is dropped out of the ship, and then goes to where it needs to go, which is let's say a, a female, and then, then a birth is given. And uh, we've had people, in fact, I actually uh, never never met, never have gave this piece of information out. This is the first time this is being released. But I actually remember being in the um, in the uh, holding uh, mechanism, as, as we call it, like the uh, conscience uh, container, oddly enough. I was allowed. I was allowed that memory. I've had that memory since I was two or three. I know I've never spoke to Travis Walton. Um, I have haven't been. Uh, I'd like to, but uh, I know a lot of people, but I don't. I don't usually uh, bother them because their their schedule is just everybody's busy as mine. I've met Travis a few times, man. He is a really great guy. Uh, very humble. And just, just absolutely wonderful to talk to about his experiences. And, and like I said, just a great guy, Chris. So if you ever get a chance to meet him, uh, definitely take that opportunity because he is fantastic. Guaranteed I will. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Wattless says, hey there, Brian and Barb. Oh. 
the latest I've heard from Grizzly just earlier tonight, he was on his way home from the hospital. Um, but that's as far as we know so far. Uh, still not feeling the best. So just prayers go out to Grizzly and what he's dealing with. Uh, he'll give us an update as soon as he, he's up to it. And uh, we don't really know what's going on. I know he was having some blood sugar issues uh, that just weren't responding to normal medication and stuff. So definitely our, our prayers and thoughts and, and good vibes and what have you definitely go out to Grizz. Uh, Rachel says, I had a memory of being at of beings at a young age. I think they were monitoring me. Uh, yes, they, they were monitoring you. Nothing bad. They were, they were there to help. Um, it, it's, so all they want from us is good intentions. Um, I know there are some bad ETs out there, and and I, I wish I could fix all of that for everybody to get rid of the negative con contact that some people have. But, uh, of course, I can't help everybody. I try to help as many people as I can every day. But um, um, I believe that you probably were um, um, with good ETs. Um, if, if it's anything negative, people are going to uh, get a get a negative feeling. But if it's good, you're going to get a peaceful feeling. Um, my first when I first had contact, of course, I thought it was scary and I was afraid to look at it. Um, but then as I got older, I, I began to turn around and acknowledge them and realize it was all peaceful. And in fact, I want one of the last um, contacts I had back in October. Um, I, we actually hugged. It was like a family reunion. And uh, I don't only really discuss that that night too much, but it was it was a big. Um, Almost like going back home. But, uh, yeah. Um, are ETs and Bigfoot related? Uh, yes, they're all... Uh, all of us are one nation under God. Uh, ETs don't call it God. They call it higher source. Because because it's, it's like their boss, in a way. And they don't go... Of course, they don't go to church every Sunday like we do, but they do believe in... They call, like I say, they call it a higher source. And we're all, we're all from that same source. And so... Okay, uh, Brian says, uh, oh, he, Barb, exactly. Possessed items seem to act up when you aren't, you aren't at your strongest, but if I know Grizzly, those dolls will get a holy water super soak. Uh, they, 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 there is, uh, games and activities up there aboard Spaceship, too, believe it or not. They will let you, um, play around with some of their, uh, uh, things other other things uh, like like little activities and stuff they actually have an activity room if you if you want to go and, and and play games up there they have an activity room where kids go and uh, horse around and uh, do things um it's very 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 peaceful up there i will say pe people will think that uh, getting abducted or, or being with ets are, are going to be a lot of uh scared or you're, you're going to be hurt not not at all it's all it's all just a big uh, just a big kind of like a, a love fest. The only way I can describe it is like when you're up there, you're full of love. Uh, Christopher says, Brian, what's the most intense abduction case you have dealt with? <clears throat> uh, I had one last year that got very emotional. Um, uh, she, he or she, I won't give out who, but um, had had experiences uh, since they were a kid, but also they had brain trauma from an accident. So they were seeing both uh, uh Flashes from their brain injury plus ET uh, 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 lights coming in during their abductions, and it, and I had to work with her, and it was 
she was very very uh, upset and emotional and it was our third conversation over the phone and when, when she looked at me and damn near broke my heart because she asked me she says um chris she says can i ask you a question i said sure and she just in tears she goes am i being punished for all this and i no you're not being punished at all and i i reassure that everything's fine that you're not being punished and i told her i said i will, I will never let you go as a patient until you want me to let you go and uh it was it was one of the hardest cases I've ever done because um, when she asked me if she was being punished, I, it, it, it's, it's hard to tell somebody, you know, how, how what's going on with them because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Because some people don't want to know they're being abducted or they don't want to know they're having contact because it's terrifying. Even if what they're going through is actually peaceful, but they're viewing it as being terrifying then you know it's hard to break that news to people like i mean how, how, do, how do you tell somebody sorry but you know, you're being abducted every night or every few nights you know they, they, you, you know they don't want to hear it so i always try to bring the news to them in the most peaceful way that i can i try to kind of ease it into let them know hey it's okay but here's what's going on barb says christopher do you have human parents i apologize because i don't know every much yeah i have human parents i, I was brought here on earth I do have human parents. I've had human parents for 44 years. Um, I, when I was first brought here on Earth, I um, just grew up as a regular child. Uh, however, as I got older, I began to realize I had psychic abilities. But I didn't know it was psychic abilities. I, I, I thought it was just, you know, what they say, like, oh, just a lucky guess or gut feeling. That's what I thought. And then as I got older, I began to have a memory of being in, in that holding chamber that, where the conscience is. I, had a, I started having memories of that and then later on i uh <coughs> um took a while but I, I, as i got older i began to realize uh, that i was having vis visitors at night i was scared to know i was scared to know what was going on until i finally was able to look at them one day and um and started start to communicate with them and understand things better and that's when i started realizing what was really going on now did, did i tell everybody this no i didn't tell anybody i mean I mean, first of all, you tell anybody what's going on, they're going to think, oh, you're crazy, you're nuts, or you're, or son, you need help. You need help, buddy. You know, that's, you know, all the ridicule. So I just kept it to myself. Um, it wasn't until, um, until I made that promise to the, ET, to the ETs to help everybody I could, that's when I decided that, okay, maybe I, maybe I can start opening up a little bit about this. And then, then I, uh, once I made that promise, so what happened was I made the promise then I started becoming a paranormal investigator. I did shows on the Travel Channel a few times, um, Amazon Prime. And then during all that, somebody made a comment about MUFON. I said, what's MUFON? They said, oh, investigate ETs. When I heard that, it was like a light bulb went off. I knew right away that was my calling card. So I became a... Uh, So I became a uh, MUFON field investigator. I got a chance to join the abduction group, the, the ERT, Experience Resource Team, where we help uh, people who have had abductions or contact experience. Um, I've been with uh, MUFON for uh, a couple, four or five years now, three years maybe. Uh, and I, through MUFON, I heard about remote viewing, which helped me uh, understand my psychic abilities a lot more. And then uh, from there, I went on to... Um, do, do just do numerous things i work so many different areas and uh no problem barb i'm glad to help i'm glad to help anybody everybody needs help i help I, I never turn a person away that needs help uh val says is it possible what you think are for 
And it, is it possible what you think are for no long descriptions, weird dreams or, or visitations? I know they're not dreams. I can assure you they're not dreams. Um, <clears throat> I, I know the difference between dreams and, uh, and uh, the abductions because if I'm dreaming of something, like just having a casual, casual dream, I will see uh, just cartoon characters or just weird things in my dreams that make no sense, like like maybe Kramer from Seinfeld will pop in my dream. Boy, that's that's just a dream. But but if it if it's if it's reality, if it's if it's an actual abduction or actual visit from my ETs, that then I, I know I know it's just them because I you get that feeling because when the ETs visit me, I get a, I get a feeling that comes over me, so I know they're there. Plus I I get information like like even tonight here on the show they actually provided me some information so if you play this back and you see me kind of look over like this you'll know who i was talking to i'm just okay grizzly says just got home from the hospital i've been in the er all day they are puzzled about my condition so i have to get more tests done next week sorry i was out of commission i get well grizzly i take your time and uh and get back to 100 percent and come back when you can Brian says, out of all the shows you have done, Christopher, have you have has there been any um, turned down due to direction? Uh, I guess he's wanting to know if, if I've been turned down for any talk shows. Um, I've never been turned down from a talk show. I've I've never I've never even turned a talk show down. If anybody, if anybody needs uh, help or wants me to do a show, I'm always up for it. Even 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 if I have to work it into my schedule, I'll make sure I get uh, time for everybody. I never say no to anybody unless I really feel like I have to. I actually meant my own dreams. Sorry, should I should have been more specific. So what was the original question, Val? Is it possible what you think are for no longer? Is it possible? Okay. Um, and then he wants to, uh, so you're asking, okay, I'm actually meant my own dreams. Sorry. Yeah, your dreams could be, um, if you want to know if your dreams are dreams or actual visitation, um, then when you when you have those dreams, ask them to verify themselves. If you are afraid that who you're dealing with isn't what you think they are, tell them to identify themselves. And you tell them they have to, because if you make them identify themselves, they will tell you who they are. They have to. That that's best way I can that's the best advice. Always make sure they identify themselves so you know who you're working with. Uh, one of the visitations that I um, had with, with ETs, um, <clears throat> I was actually in my uh, my home in, in my basement. They came down one morning about 4.30 or so. And a lot of times they come around, with, uh, for me, they'll come around late in the evenings or early mornings. And that's when they'll actually show themselves and they let me know that they're, um, that they're um, here. <clears throat> and they will, um, in fact, this particular morning I'm, I was discussing, they came down and they had a pleased smile on their face. And it was their way to let me know that, hey, you're doing great. Keep it up. And then it, then they put me back to sleep. And I woke up a little bit later and everything, they were gone. But, uh, okay, E says, I forgot where I've seen this guy, Christopher, at before. I like him. And then, as I do now, a hard sell, if that means anything for me, LOL. Anybody seen me on uh, our, our television show, Something Wicked, uh, Investigations, Paranormal? Uh, could have seen me in... Uh, Films or documentaries, bits and pieces. Um, I've been on Amazon Prime before, um, different places. I've, I've done numerous podcasts and radio shows, TV shows. So I, I'm all over. 
just Google, just go on, on Google and type up Chris Harmon. You'll see, scroll down, you'll see a list of my shows and different things. In fact, I'll let everybody out the cat out of a bag. I'm getting ready to launch a website soon. Um, I'm also getting ready to release my first novel. Uh, it, it won't be the novel. The book won't be out for later on this year. It's called Fear and Knowledge. It's a story from beginning with all the fear and wondering what's going on to the knowledge I've gained now. So it's a good story. Okay, Brian says, with the increase in ET sightings, do you think a public display by them is coming soon? Um, yes, I, I can explain that. Um, <clears throat> um, I do know for a fact um, they are going to reveal themselves. They're waiting, as I stated earlier, they're waiting for that moment when we can all get along and coexist, which you know, I know it seems like it's going to be a hard thing to do, but they are planning on that, and it's, and it'll be within... I can't disclose that information, but they are going to reveal themselves when we can all coexist and get along, which it won't be too long, but it will be a while yet. I guess, Tammy, that will be a good book. I'm not sure when it's coming out. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I don't usually uh, I, I give out information exactly when release dates are for shows and stuff because you don't, I don't want to spoil, spoil everybody's excitement when it does come out. And then when, when the book does come out, I'll come on here and everybody watching this show will get maybe a little discount on the book. Um, it's all happening, says E. <clears throat> oh, yes. Um, so everybody watching, if you want to make contact with your ETs, go outside tonight on a, on a nice night, look up in the sky, and, and tell them you believe in them and you, and you want them to show themselves. After a few nights of doing this, don't be surprised if you don't see one. It might be a just a bright, bright light in the sky, but you'll notice them. And here's the thing. When they make contact with an individual, that individual and that individual only will see that contact. That's why a lot of people say, I didn't see nothing, because when they make contact with you, it's meant for you. They don't show it to everybody. Now, in some cases, when they're just flying by, more people can see that. But if, but if they're specifically making contact with, let's say, Justin here, then only he will have that contact. Nobody else will. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, man. Um, some of the uh, unique cases I've done. Uh, I did a case here. Here, I did a case. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on my first show. It was an outdoor rock and roll heavy metal festival. Now, this is this is a unique story here because the, the, this is how uh, things can kind of get confusing. Because it was a three day outdoor festival, heavy metal rock and roll show, and everybody's drinking, uh, enjoying the show, concert, bands playing live, different bands, and all of a sudden people looked up. Right in the center of the sky is, an e is a spaceship. And man, it's at low. And they captured a photo of this. And I was the photographer, uh, the, the photo analysis guy on, on the case. So I investigated the photos and investigated the case. And uh, when, when you enhance the photos, oh, it's definitely an ET ship, or so we thought. It took six months of investigating to find out that that was not a UFO ship, despite what it looked like. Now, here's the thing. Uh, we, the best way to... to to be able to tell if something is a real UFO or not, okay, is it moving erratically, stranger than anything you've seen before? Is it, does it have different move patterns? Is it fast? Are the lights uh, blinking on an on a off uh, type pattern? Um, is it shape shifting? Is it doing things that normally nothing else would do? Because if that's the case, then you're probably looking at a real ET ship. 
And we thought this really was a ship based on the photos. What we found out six months later is that it was not a ship because uh, we had to, we had to interview all the band members and interview the people that were there. And we found out by some other photos that were given to us that the display lights on the stage reflected off the moonlight, which gave a like a holographic image in the sky of a spaceship. And, and the photos were taken by the fans. And when you enhance the photos, you're enhancing the photos so it looked more like a spaceship. So it was not. It was just actually the, the lights on the stage that reflected. And if, so, it, so sometimes you, if you think you see a spaceship out in the sky, it could be you could be just misidentifying it. So always ask yourself, is it moving weird than anything you've seen before? Is it fast? Is it slow? Uh, are the light patterns off kilter? Is it like red, blue, green, blue, green, blue, red? Or, or are they flashing in a sequence like red, blue, green, red, blue, green? Because if lights are flashing in a sequence like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, that's probably not an ET ship. Because ETs, when they flash flash their lights on their ship, it's always going to be kind of a weird pattern. And uh, <coughs> and ETs, when you're on ship, you, you can make basically any color of lights you want. You can you can even make your spaceship uh, a shape shift. Uh, some ships, and I know this for a fact, can, can turn and morph into different patterns. Like it, it, it could start off like a tic-tac shape and then and then, at, then, if they want to, they can morph into a different shape. Sometimes um, you'll see a ship in the sky that could come around two or three times in the same area, and it might look different. And you think it's a different ship when it's actually the same ship, just in a different, uh, different formation. But like I said, stated earlier, no matter how small or a ship looks, once you get aboard craft, it is humongous. I mean, it, it would take you hours to walk through the whole thing. But however, some cases you're not allowed to go into other areas. Some of the air, other areas are off limits to you. They'll make you stay on a certain area because they want you to get comfortable with one area and get familiar with their terms and their rules. Because there is rules on spaceship. When you're on a spaceship, there is rules you have to follow. It's almost like being in school. You have to follow the rules. They won't let you just do whatever you want. Like, I, like, yeah, if I ask them, hey, can I fly the ship tonight? They might say, no, we have a mission to go to. We can't. Um, Roger says, are some of the aliens ETs behind the cattle mutilations? Like some people, have, yes, they take the cattle for food supplies and they, and they put it on the backside of the moon. That, that is the storage facility, the backside of the moon. Um, and if you want to witness this for yourself, go outside, get you a nice camera with, with a good view. Take 100, 100 photos of the sky tonight. Take another 100, 100 photos of, of the moon, you know, the sky tomorrow night. And then look back at those photos. You will see shadow figures up there when you look at the photos and that is the ets the reason they take the cattle is because of the food they use it for food because they, they they eat meat and vegetables and all that like we do they, they eat the same type of foods we do but they store it on their uh, on their on their uh facilities the moon and the, and they and the, and the food they take is cattle now they don't take all the cattle they just take enough for what they need for their food supplies and they've told me that specifically so i know they're not they're not going to harm us they're not here to do any harm to us they want us to grow and populate they're, they want our help and they chose people like me and other people to help spread the word that's why i'm able to heal people because they gave me the ability to help them heal other people because they can only reach so many people just like i can only reach so many people in, in helping i can't help everybody they can't help everybody but together we can help a lot more people when i was younger uh, he, he says when i was younger i saw a ufo daytime off in the distance went to share it and it was gone a couple of years later again but knew not to bother and that 
knew not to bother and that is, that's it new i saw it kind of strange but true yeah i believe he did see a ufo um fly by uh saucer shape and um you might have saw this that reticuli i can't speak on their behalf but i think you might have not the only time I've witnessed the UFO stuff, but it's it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. I believe we saw these that reticuli because they do come around the saucer. There are other saucer-shaped ETs, but I know the that reticuli come around more than some of the other ones. Some of the other there's 65 races total. Not all of them come around Earth. A lot of them stay uh, back because there are other planets like Earth. There are other Earth planets out there, and they get visited too by ETs. He said it with a white ball. Yeah, but I still believe it, it definitely was a saucer shape, just the way you interpreted it. <clears throat> uh, sometimes ETs can come around and they, they can do what they call screen imaging. They, they can change their look and make themselves appear to be different than what, than what they actually are. Even the spaceships can look different than what it actually is. Um, some ETs come around as large grasshoppers, uh, large um, deer, uh, large owls, um, birds, even large cats. Um, sometimes they even come around as, as clowns, like circus clowns, very large circus clowns. They do that because they don't want us to see in, the, in their true form because we'll get too scared. What they don't always realize is, what they don't always realize is, even coming around as a large grasshopper or a large deer or a large bunny rabbit or a clown can also be scary. They don't realize that. But um, for me, they always came around just as as they were. Of course, the first couple of years, I didn't turn around to look at them. I was too scared because I didn't know what was going on until I was able, old enough to get my mem memories going and, and get things uh, in in more perspective. Once I understood it more, it made sense. I've all, I've always seen them in their true form, and I know some of the ones that have came around for me are actually human. Like the one that I had one that came into a grocery store last year where I worked, and she was just a regular human. But I knew who she was once she passed by me, and she spoke to me and let me know that I would get rewarded for all the help I've, I've done with them. She said, you will get rewarded, and I said, thank you. And um, she, just like a human, no, that was not her um, um, true form, but that's why she came to me. Um, Rachel said, I saw one in 2014, which awakened me, I think. Oh, yeah, the one you saw in 2014 uh, did kind of help awaken your, um, not only your psychic abilities, but also kind of, awaken you spiritually um all et contact does make people feel more spiritual uh, and more uh in tune with the world per se um so it's, it's kind of like just a big like it's a good feeling to, to get to, to have contact and a lot of people don't realize that they're too scared or too frightened but over time you begin to realize how peaceful and wonderful it is that's what they do they give out love that's what they want for everybody is love they don't want no harm they want everybody to have love to get along to coexist and live a great life <laughs> and and if we could all coexist and start getting along that, that would make their uh the big reveal come a lot sooner of course it's going to take a lot of work on our parts as humans to, if, to get everybody to coexist but we, we can't do it everybody who hears this message if, if we can all coexist and get along then not, not only are we pleasing them but we will get rewarded for it if you do something good for something good every day in your life you will get rewarded for it i can promise you that The best thing we can do in life is to reach out and help other people. You don't you don't have to have contact. You don't have to be a medical he, a spiritual healer. You, you just have to have a good heart, and you can make contact. 
I mean, you, you, you can help other people and, and help the world uh, grow and, and all that. That's what they want. They want everybody to help everybody, help everybody get along. I've had people ask me, uh, <clears throat> um, what, what are some of the things that they've taught me over the years? Um, they've taught me um, how to, not only how to help other people, um, how to love, how to, um, of course, how, how to uh, experience what it's like to be aboard a spaceship and have all the cool, um, it is cool to be on a spaceship because you you can do a lot of fun things if, if they let you. Does Christopher think it will happen in the next 20 years where we all get along? I don't know how we can do it if, with the differences in culture and religion, um, it, it won't take 20 years. It'll be a little bit sooner than, sooner than that. I can almost guarantee it. But um, it, it'll, it'll be uh, that moment where everybody just decides that you know that, that we all want to. Um, how do I want to put it? It'll be that moment when we all decide that we just want to let our guards down and just and just release ourselves and start start living better. I thank you, Barb. I, I enjoy this show and. Um, so yeah, um, everybody just uh, like as soon as as soon as soon as the show ends, everybody just uh, says thank you to each other and starts getting along. It'll make everything happen quicker. And e even the when the reveal happens, it's not going to happen because everybody got along. It's going to happen because more people become more awakened. <clears throat> uh, some people have asked, um, not asked, but more or less told me that. With every experience, it seems like people become a little bit more psychic. When you have a UFO experience, it does kind of make you a little bit more psychic. Um, in my case, I was born psychic, uh, brought in this world psychic. But all all the people I've worked with, um, one of the check marks on the uh, forms they fill out for a MUFON report, uh, they claim to be more psychic because of their experiences. Um, some people don't have a full effect of it, but everybody has some kind of a psychic experience. Um, um, people have asked me about the crop uh, about the crop circles. Uh, maybe I'll discuss that on, an, on another show. We could do a whole show on crop circles. I could tell you a couple hours worth of crop circle stories. Um, <clears throat> um, just be aware that not every crop circle you see is an actual ET crop circle. I will tell you. I will teach you how to identify the differences. Um, what everybody can do tonight, uh, or even starting this week, is if you want to make contact, like I stated, go out, look up in the sky. Let them know you believe in them. Open your heart up and ask them to show themselves. Within a few nights, you will begin to have experience experiences in regards to the ETs. I can't promise you what ETs will come around, but they will hear you. Um, if you turn a radio, AMF and radio on while you're outside making your speech, turn the AMF AMFM on to a station you don't normally pick up, like a, like a static noise. And when, when you ask them to show themselves, You'll hear like a beep or a squeak on, on the on the radio station. It'll be like interference in a way that, that's them communicating with you. Or if you have walkie-talkie, you turn that on, and you'll still get hear a little noise from them because the, it's almost like you know like, like the old dial-up internet. Do you do you that's what you'll hear. <clears throat> and uh, I can assure you that anybody who has uh, anybody who has contact, uh, it'll probably be peaceful. I don't think that. The, the ones that do the um, harm to people are not going to come if you call them. They only come when they feel they need to attack or hurt or harm. It, it's, it's sad that they do that, but it does happen. Um, Christopher, do you work with people who are em empathic? I'm realizing now that I have the gift. My sensitive friends said they knew, knew it all along, but I'm having trouble turning out the negative. 
yeah, I work with people that, that, have, that are empathic. I've had many experiencers that have been uh, psychic um, because of their experiences. Um, and uh, some people, like I, I'm, there's an individual I'm working with now that is em, em, empath, and he is um, going through a lot because he has, um, um, has numerous uh, type of encounters. I won't go, go into details on that. It's a personal case, but... Um, I'm working with him to help him understand what's going on. It, it's hard because once you are, once you realize you're psychic, you communicate with things you don't want to communicate with, like like deceased people, and they won't leave you alone. They haunt you night and day because they're standing there begging you to help them. They they won't cross over, and it, it's hard because it because um, it's like it's like having a complete nightmare 24 uh, seven every freaking day. But uh, I I'm able to uh, put all of that. I don't want to use it on like a back burner. I'm able to hold all that back to where I don't have that experience. I, I can switch it on and off. If I want to communicate with somebody who's gone, I can switch it on and make that communication. When I'm done, I can switch it back off and go back to where I'm at now. But it, when, you, when you first realize you're psychic, the, it, it's hard because you don't know how to turn it on and off. You, you, have to, you, don't, you have to be trained in a way to turn it on and off. And uh, it takes a lot of practice. Uh, do you have okay paranormal pixie says do you have to be outside it's much too cold here no you don't have to be outside just 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 sit quietly for a few minutes go and just kind of meditate for a few minutes and say hey i believe in you um i want to make peaceful contact and you will it might take a few days but you will get contact but yeah as all I right said, guys what no, go ahead. What an interesting hour, man. So much information, Chris. Thanks so much, buddy. Uh, do you want to keep going or do we call it at an hour for us? Is that what we normally do? Yeah, we can call it. That'll give me a chance All right, to uh, say more stories. That was from a quick hour. That was a quick hour, man. Holy Moses. Uh, thanks, guys, for bearing with us. We appreciate it. I know we had a bit of a rough start, but thanks to the team that we have here under Grizzly. Uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody out there. Um, and that's what this is here, man. We're a family uh, with Grizzly on the hunt. Grizzly has brought us all together. We work well together. We're very thankful for him. Uh, prayers to Grizzly that he gets better and that we will continue to work together to keep stuff running for him while he's on the heel. All right, Chris, thanks for letting me come on with you tonight, man, and, and listen to you and and. Wow, what a whole bunch of information, dude. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, next week, uh, I'm sure you're going to have a lot more going on. Uh, guys, don't forget, smash that like button. I've only got three likes I've shown. Uh, as soon as you get off here, smash that like button. Subscribe. Make sure you're leaving comments. Uh, that helps the algorithm, gets us out there so more people can see us. And as Grizzly would say, coast to coast around the world, you all have a fantastic night. We'll see you all on the next show. Thank you very much. Have a good night, everybody.